A Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Welcome to Tricky Kid Radio, where the past and the future meet the present for a fun mix of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hosted by filmmaker and DJ Roy Turner. All right. So in my lifetime, I don't believe that I have seen a phenomenon quite like Stranger Things since Star Wars. And it may, in terms of cross-pollination, may have actually eclipsed it. And that's only just entropy of you know, time going on, there's probably more opportunities to do so. But what I mean is this, when you think of a brand that has seeped into the very fabric especially of American culture, can you think of anything greater than Star Wars? No. Right? No. And, I mean, there's Star Wars everything. Glasses, in terms of marketing, mm-hmm. you know, the mythology of it. And and kids nowadays are, you know, there's a group of kids that are you know, learning about Star Wars, is crazy about Star Wars. You know, it's, I mean, it never stops. It never, it, it, it never stops. It, it, it will never stop. It will only get larger. And more shows now that Disney bought it, Mandalorian uh-huh. and everything else. Okay. Yeah. But with Stranger Things, it may not lend itself to having so many amazing original characters. That was what George Lucas did, is that, like, he created, like, 30 or 40 of these characters and then just, just more and more and more. I mean, everybody was interesting. It wasn't just Luke Skywalker. It was also Yoda and mm-hmm. then Han Solo and Chewbacca and Art, even the robots that didn't talk, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. You, and then you can create origin stories and, and spinoffs and things like that. But what I mean in terms of, especially the marketing, I have not seen a marketing juggernaut blitz the likes of of Star Wars until now with Stranger Things. Does that speak to how good the show is? Is it worthy of it? Does it speak to the marketing arm? And it's got the right handlers behind it? But I also have to think that there would have to be a demand for it. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a supply for it. All right? Okay. There has to be an audience, yeah. And I'm and I'm talking like there there's so many things we could cover and, and I also love, you know, the things that the, the choices they they make and that's the point. Yes, like there is a brand of Doritos called 3D Stranger Things. Okay, cool, whatever. Um, there is, you know, like and people are always going to want what they see in the show. I said you haven't seen the show, you don't know, but. There is this character that drives for a, a, a pizza company called Surfer Boy. And I said, I was looking for those surfer. Now, Walmart, is, as Al said, is now carrying Surfer Boy pizza. And But keep in mind, Stranger Things is set in the 80s. So if you're also wondering what the appeal is, you know, my obviously that's my time and that's right. my obsession. Right, yeah. And they, they've done such a good job, almost too good of a job. This is kind of a funny little antidote is that season one, I was able to buy the entire first season on DVD for like five bucks because they had to mark it down because they did such a good job of making it look like a VHS tape because it's set in the 80s that people were like, well, I don't have a VCR anymore. And they didn't, you know what I mean? Like the packaging looked so much like a V, you know? Mm -hmm. And it it, it clearly said, you know, Blu-ray DVD. Uh 
that they didn't know what to, what to do to get rid of them. And so they had to offload them for like five bucks a pop. I got season one on DVD for like five dollars. Oh my gosh. Huh. Okay. But what in, in all types of, of different things, like I said, they've infiltrated, you know, obviously with the clothing and, you know, your typical ways of merch. But it's been also been very, very, very interesting how the collaborations, there'll be like this high-end uh, version of Stranger Things. The logo looks cool. The music is cool, you know? And a lot of strong characters and a lot of iconology, of course, with... And then the stars themselves, like Millie Bobby Brown is kind of like the it girl in England. And has been, you know, she was like 12, I think she was like 13 when the show started. She's, if you've ever seen the imagery of the girl that kind of looks like a boy with kind of like the buzz haircut and she's going like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know yeah. who she is, yeah. All right, so here's what we'll do. We're going to start with a, a trailer, a teaser for season four that's what's currently going on and this is where they really ramped up the marketing here so we're going to type in stranger things season four trailer and i want you to be able to see this okay you've broken everything It's almost at an end. Dear Billy, I don't know if you can even hear this. Ever since you left, everything's been a total disaster. For a while, we tried to be happy. Normal. I know that's impossible. you guys far from Hawkins because I thought you'd be safe a war is coming I'm afraid your friends at Hawkins are very much in the eye of the storm I don't have my powers to say this other than just to say it without you we can't win this war see you on the other side on the other side convinced I was put here for some other reason. Maybe I can still help. Even if it's the last thing I do. People say Hawkins is cursed. They're not way off. 
gods. Pretty badass, right? Okay. That is so weird. It is weird, isn't it? Yes. So what, what about it was weird for you? The whole damn thing. <laughs> so, so just based upon what that, I'm going to show you one more. This was the second trailer. Okay. Okay. I know you're frightened. You're terribly frightened by what you've seen. But I'm not going to lie to you. Your friends are not prepared for this fight. Hawkins will fall. My friends need me. You're not ready. He's not going to stop. Not until he's taken everyone. This terrible feeling. It might not work out for us this time. It is over. Now I just want you to watch. So thoughts on that. Okay, what is the premise? Okay, I don't want to give any, of course, spoilers away for those who haven't seen it. Okay, and of course, we're not live right now or anything. Okay, but the premise is this. In Hawkins, Indiana, circa 1985, 86, they're not going to make it specific because they want to be able to skip around and use every element of it, right? Right. That there is this rift that happens in, the, I guess, in the the space-time continuum into another world, okay? Okay. And what we learn is we see this little girl, that 12 or 13, and her name is Eleven, because she has a tattoo on her on her arm, meaning she's from a laboratory, like she's the 11th one of, of this, of this thing, right? And she has these, obviously, these powers that, that they get wind of, the government gets wind of, and want to use that to help them make more of her to defeat Russia in the Cold War, okay? I see. Okay. But at the same time, in, it's set in Hawkins, Indiana, and there's this group of friends, and she runs away, and they, just, and they discover her, and, and one of them falls in love with her, okay? More characters are added throughout each season, and it kind of expands into something else. And what happens is, is that with each... Each character that we're seeing so far that has been that has jumped through this rift is similar or even directly a character from Dungeons and Dragons. 
Oh, really? Like uh, the Mind Flayer or a Demogorgon and things like this, whatever, that have, they have, have come to life because of this thing. So then when he says, see you on the other side, there is this gateway. And the gateway in Hawkins is to something they call the Upside Down. So it's a mirror world to what they're doing. Uh-huh. Except it's inhabited by these creatures that are trying to inhabit this world. But what we learn when we get to season four, with again, no spoilers, is there's a much more sinister plot behind it that's responsible. Okay. All right. Okay? Okay. That's what's going on. Okay. Okay? Now, but what I wanted to tell you, <laughs> besides those two things, and again, the marketing thing, was, okay, to kind of give you an idea of what the upside down looks like, even though it looks, this looks way cooler is that let's start here with this let me see here is that because that's going to be the thing we're going to talk about here in a second okay is okay is that because of of this and the phenomenon and the in the in the fans and everything else that there have of course created uh has been demand for these pop-up stores there's one right here you know they, they were to say it's in la chicago new york and dallas it's mm-hmm. actually here in grapevine Mm-hmm. at the mall mm-hmm. and you know that me and miles took some really really great pictures and got some really really great you know they had a bunch of photo ops there uh-huh. there's you know and and see there's you know they're running you know you know they're kids on bikes i wore my miles shirt that day of course you know i don't know if you've that's ever a seen great it. picture yeah that's a great picture it was my background for a while and it's everything has the artifact of of the 80s right mm-hmm. what do you think of when you think of 80s arcades mm-hmm. right and so that hoodie I wanted really, really bad that I'm so proud of is from the Hawkins, is from the, the Hawkins Arcade in Hawkins, Indiana. Uh-huh. You see, and Hawkins is, of course, a made-up thing, whatever, but it right. was just like I, I had to have this. And then, you know, uh, how the very first season, Will, how he was able to communicate from the upside down to get saved was through lights. So they would, so Winona Ryder is actually playing his mother. Okay. And so she set up this thing in the house, very 80s looking household. See the Dungeons and Dragons on the table? Uh, yeah. You see yeah. me and Miles? Yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, I can't let him see all of it because it's, it's, some of it's pretty scary, you know, but right. some of the earlier stuff we could watch together. Yeah. And this, and, okay, so, you know, this is before Danny even, even came along. And those kids have all been at fan expos. I've even interviewed a couple of them. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm, just, I'm really into it, right? Uh-huh. Wait, wait, so you see how each light, like, okay, spell it out. Like, if you say B, that light, then, then Will would light up that light, and that's how they would spell things out, right? Uh-huh. Okay, while, while he was in the upside down, okay? So that has led to then, again, all these different crazy collaborations with, again, I mentioned Doritos, and there's, you know, all different rel- relics of the 80s or just finger foods in general. So from the, from the food world... Uh, you know, there is, again, the Doritos, the pizza, the chicken nuggets, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. On the clothing, obviously there's going to be merch from the show, but then there's this other type of, of thing going on. And then now, these pop-up stores with all the merch that lends itself to it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? But then, now, as you know, from back in Los Angeles, they were having an influencer event... And me being an influencer on social media with the podcast and everything else, that mm-hmm. I got invited to go to this influencer event. And, of course, I took Miles. Right, right. And that is where 
we, my friend, okay, um, did, as you know, this. And let's see here. So you can see if you can watch this here. So they had... So I wish you could actually could see... I wish they, were, they, they put it on there. You could see what we're doing. But these people... See how the Hawkins News Van is right there? This is in front of the Staples Center, by the way, in Los Angeles. And you see in the middle is the giant rift in the space-time continuum. Okay. And it's Miles and I's job to close the rift. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. And these guys in these sports, these, these lab coats were really into it. These weren't just volunteers. These were Broadway stage actors they had hired to do this. It was put on by Netflix, of course, who, who does Stranger Things. But what it was for also was a promotion for Xbox. See how Miles is getting into it? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, he'll never forget this. Like... And we won a freaking Xbox. I know. I couldn't believe that. Okay. Now, now, how did you win it exactly? I mean... Well, if we're being honest, it was an influencer event Mm -hmm. that they wanted me there for... And it was predetermined that I we were going to win. Oh, okay. okay. And they filmed the whole thing, uh-huh, okay? Uh-huh. But they didn't officially tell me yeah. so I could get a general reaction, but I had a pretty good feeling we were oh, okay. okay. So but that doesn't take I don't that doesn't take anything away from the the shock at all and the surprise. That but that should make you be even prouder that they wanted me to have the Xbox right. because they sent me a thing where they want me playing the Xbox on my Twitch stream. Oh, I see. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah, like, yeah. you think, well, we're pretty well, why would they want me to have yeah, it? Right. They want me, Xbox wants me to play. The, you know, like, when you hear about people that are influencers, you know, the, the young girl that's on Instagram and then suddenly all the makeup companies are sending them the, the product. They right. want her wearing it, blah, blah, right. blah. Well, I'm now at a place in my career where a major company like Xbox wants people to send me their product. That's fantastic. Right? Yeah. yeah. So what the deal is, they had the influencers up there, okay? Uh-huh. But they only gave away, they gave away a Series S and a Series X. And the difference is, is that a Series S is streaming only. You don't, you couldn't buy a game and put it in there. You actually, and it's a perfect thing for them. They don't have to reproduce and make all these different uh, cartridges and games. And, mm-hmm. and if they break and replace, you have to then buy, and it keeps you buying. What if you, what if you bought an Xbox and bought four games and you're done spending? Right. Well, this thing will not work without an Ultimate Game Pass. And those Ultimate Game Passes are $250 a year. So not only did they give me the Xbox S, they also gave me a one-year Ultimate Pass to go along with it. Oh, cool. Okay. The Series X is even higher because it does both. It also has where you, you know, if you had some games, you could buy to put in there, right? Right, right. They gave away one X and one S, and we got the S. Uh Uh-huh. Now, they had a few other different people, except for the public and everything else, that were going up there. And because there really wasn't any skill to what you were doing. I think that the fact is what we were presenting. Mm-hmm. I was really into it. I had the ch- child. I have the, all my numbers are intact. I have the influencer. We want this guy to have it. So 
I went off stage over here and uh, and they got, you know, of course, all the information. And that's when they and told me, like, we would we want you to be part of our influencer program. Mm-hmm. You know, would you be into that? And I was like, absolutely. And so we go over here. Let me show you this here. And you see how we go into the lab and have all the, so do you, so do you see how that right there uh-huh. that the stranger things branded Xbox uh-huh. okay you cannot buy them okay okay yeah. you could they're not so sure. I, I could sell mine on eBay mm-hmm. right now forever and I want Xbox and Microsoft and stranger things and Netflix people to know that I don't plan on ever selling it so don't you worry right. <laughs> Okay, and then see here, and look, and see, you see, see Miles in the lab and all that, oh, and there's a the guy in the lab coat. Here's a really great look at it right there. So, and here's what's pretty cool. We didn't leave with it. They sent it, and what they sent it in was this, and, I, and people that are listening, I'll have this on, of course, the website. It came in this box right there, right? But what it came in is what you can see is to, in... Okay, the laboratory that where Eleven comes from and all that. Matthew Modine is the head of it and everything else. Mm-hmm. They're trying to reproduce her to have an army of these people with special powers, right? Mm-hmm. That's called the Hawkins Medical Lab. That's HML. So you see the H in L right there. She says supplied by Xbox. Uh-huh. Okay. So they sent this to me in this giant box. Of course, you can't. It has the blood splatter on it and confidential, and it came in all this hazmat bags, and then the and everything else. And then the ultimate pass was on a keychain. It was in this jar of ooze. I had to put gloves on and wear a mask, and I did the whole unboxing live on Twitch, and had, it was fantastic. Oh my god! And so for you guys, I'm I, I acting like that we're live, so I don't have to edit it, right? Yeah. So those that are actually that are listening right now, if you want to see it, go to my Twitch stream. Go and check it out. Go to twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Kid. You can see everything that we're talking about here. And uh, I don't think I have any, and I'll have pictures of what we're talking about as well on the thing. But I wanted to show you this right here. Just to show you here. Microsoft is pleased to provide you with a Stranger Things 4 seating kit, which includes the following product. And you can see the S controller would have sold for 300 normal, and that's without the Xbox, without the Stranger Things branding, which you cannot buy. Mm-hmm. And then the 12-month gaming Ultimate Pass 180. So that's 500 bucks right there, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And, he, and he, you couldn't really see it too much, but when we were winning, people around the rift were going crazy. We were into it. It was just the best, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, here I am. I am in my element. It's my favorite show. I've been invited to an influencer event at it, and, I, and we walked away being... You know, now endorsed by it. Uh-huh. Okay, right. like how badass is that? Right. And, and you know, yeah. so honestly, only make statements that reflect your honest opinion and experience that accurately reflect the product. For example, Microsoft gave me the product, and, and I have to tell people that they, you know this was uh, you know I, I I am endorsed by Microsoft Xbox. My stream is wow. Are are you impressed or not? Is that yeah. a, is that a, a thing of of a uh, sign of of uh, source of pride for you? <laughs> yes, of look course. <laughs> so here's a, here's a better look at it. That's what it looks like, and I have and and, and oh I have gosh, that. Oh my gosh, it looks cool. It's totally cool. <laughs> okay, so now that, now you know that, uh, and like I said, and what's cool is see here's me and him with Hawkins Lab, and the two girls behind there, mm-hmm. uh, like Maya Hawk, who is Ethan Hawkins, um, Uma Thurman's daughter. They work at a place called in the mall called Scoops Ahoy. So it's ice cream, but with like a navel uh-huh, vibe. Uh-huh, so that's why, uh-huh. so they're they're back there playing it on Twitch and cosplaying as one of the characters back there. Oh, okay. 
So that's so the, the event was unbelievably cool, right? Okay. So there's that. So now and you know, I'm gonna go out of order here just for a for a little bit because I want I wanted to, to, to well maybe I'll maybe I'll go in order. Maybe I will. Okay. So okay. So then all this of course cool cross pollination like we've been talking about. Then, then led to this, okay? So then they decided to do a concert, again, brought to you by Doritos. And the storyline is, it was, there was this thing called Doritos Music Fest 86. And the Go-Go's were supposed to play. Corey Hart was supposed to play, okay? Uh-huh. Okay, and remember, you know who Soft Cell is? Yeah. Tainted Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know who Corey Hart is? You never surrendered on that, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, Charlie XCX is somebody that's actually current, but kind of sounds like a bit of a throwback. So it was a way to give you both. Mm-hmm. Well, as the storyline goes, that something, that I guess a rift happened, and these three bands never made it to the concert, okay? And they've been stuck in the upside down since 1986. So now we're going to bring you a concert that is live from the upside down. And it was unbelievably cool, man. I was like, and... uh, Tonight on The Cutting Edge, an unsolved rock and roll mystery. They were the biggest music acts in the world. All headed to Doritos Music Fest 86. Yeah, I'm really excited about Doritos Music Fest. It's gonna be epic. Everyone's gonna be there. I think she'd really go over the top of get the real sort of hardcore sort of atmosphere. But somewhere near the small town of Hawkins, Indiana, they mysteriously disappeared on the way to the show. You know, I was driving the tour bus when Corey Hart had us all wearing our sunglasses at night. So I crashed. While I was on the phone talking to the tow, all the bands had disappeared into the woods here and never came back. The area is no stranger to unusual happenings. After a string of mysterious deaths and a suspicious fire at the Starcourt Mall, Hawkins, Indiana is shrouded in mystery. What happened to these artists at the height of their popularity? Some say they got lost. Some say they fell into another dimension. Stranger things have happened. Either way, the question remains, will Doritos Music Fest 86 be rescheduled? Or will it forever be known as the concert that never happened?
free. Fun. Popular singer Charlie XCX has been reported missing while on tour in the United States. Okay, this is kind of strange. And now, over my shoulder, a couple of guys from Leeds who call themselves Soft Cell. Where does this name come from? Um, it started when we were at art college. I've always been um, rather an exhibitionist. <laughs> Nacho cheese Doritos just got more cheese flavor. Love. 
Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here, plus exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media, our Twitter handle, at TrickyKid2. Type Tricky Kid Radio Podcast on Facebook and DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter ego DJ Tricky Kid's amazing Twitch channel at twitch.tv for retro gaming, exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single stream, so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Kid. Okay, so, all right, whenever you're ready. Okay, well, this is Sam Jones slash Gordon. I'm with Roy Turner at Tricky Kid Radio. And you better be tuning in, or I will find you. Yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> so pretty cool, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> And live from the upside down. <laughs> so you can imagine how excited I was to, and to enjoy this. Right. I did have my Dave's chicken and a beer, and I had my feet propped up and was watching this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so you get the idea there, right? right okay, right. so I, that's another, you know, still a, kind of a Doritos thing and all that, right? right. Okay, so there's that. Uh, but then here's the thing, and here's the final one-two punch here, Okay. And make sure we're how we're doing here. Okay, is this? Um, I, I, what, there was, what else was going on? That there was something else going on that night. What, it might even have been the thing. Okay, July 9th, ironically, also Steve Ainsworth's birthday. I feel like that I had done. Yeah, I think it was. It was okay. So I was doing the wrestling thing, mm -hmm. like I did literally last night. Right. Right. And but it was the last time I did it. And it was uh, not yesterday, of course, but in July. Uh huh. And it was in Irving, and I was since I was already in Irving, 
and I got done. It's like, a you know, it was like 10 o'clock, 10.30. It's a Saturday night. I saw this thing, and I know it had, it wasn't actually sponsored by Netflix and Xbox and Stranger Things. It was just somebody that was trying to sell tickets. It probably would have gotten shut down if they saw that they were, you, you know what I mean? It was some guy that was just a DJ, and he's like, hey, I want to throw a Stranger Things theme party, and just mm-hmm. did it, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, Club 90s presents Stranger Things 80s Dance Party, House of Blues Dallas on Saturday, July 9th. Get down to the Stranger Things soundtrack and best 80s anthem all night long. Themed photo booth giveaways outfit. And it seemed kind of fun. Uh-huh. But I just called a four-hour wrestling show. But I was like, I looked at it and it looked, the GPS said I was 18 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and I have a change of clothes. I'll go. I'll have one drink. And I'll leave. And it was going to go to 1 o'clock in the morning, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, it's like I, I got there before 11. And I'll have one drink, and I'll get the hell out, and I'll leave. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to surely happen is this. This is, A, going to be lame. Not that I'm cynical. But I'm going to get there, and it's going to be kind of dead. And some people got more into it than others. And the unevenness of it is going to be kind of weird. And Or it's going to be a bunch of old people and when you do that, it's kind of like when you see, like, man, I'd love to see Ken Patera fight Hulk Hogan, the dream match, and then you actually see them do it in their 60s, and they just hug for 20 seconds, you, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you're not going to have that, and you're going to feel like, oh, my God, I'm the old guy at the old guy event, right? Right. Or I'm going to be the oldest guy at this young person thing. Yeah. Okay, and that is the main thing I want you to walk away with from any of this is this, because you are not going to believe what I discovered and what I learned and what I experienced and what is stabbing me. Is that the keys? Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I went there, and I'm going to, I really want to tell this the right way because this is really, this is, the, this is the main event here, really, is I... I went there, okay. Now, do you remember earlier whenever you were hearing that? And I said it was very important that song that the 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 actress Sadie Sink, the girl with the red red hair and the the the, the red hair pigtails, mm-hmm. and she was listening. Do you know the Kate Bush song "Running Up That Hill"? I do. Yeah, I do. I can't. I can't. It was like, say the words to it or anything, but yeah. So he was like, he goes, we're going to run it up that road, and we're running up that hill. I'd make a deal with God, and we're running up that road, and we're running up that hill. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's a song from like, I think, 87, 88, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, as part of the show, what saved her was she had to have some connection to the real world. Uh-huh. And so while she was in... That, that demon guy's name is Vecna. When she was under his his power to zap her back, they had the idea to strap her Walkman on it. She's always carrying it. What's her favorite song? What's her favorite song? And if you knew her, she, yes, that girl in that, in that time and place in that school, her favorite singer would have been Kate Bush, and that would have been her favorite song, mm-hmm. right? And they put it on her headphones, mm-hmm. all right? And it saves her from Vecna. I see. And then it charted it the top ten in some places number one in thirty countries for the first time since nineteen eighty seven and maybe for the first time ever. Oh my god. Do you remember what happened with the Sopranos and Journey? Yes. How 
the ending of, of The Sopranos, the very last episode, mm-hmm. was just eight minutes of journey of that don't stop believing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and then next thing you know, it's the biggest song in the world. Like, it's a new song. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to, to help you understand. There's three, there's three main things I want you to know here, okay? The one is this. If I were to, let's say, try to turn on right now a 14-year-old girl. Let's say that Danica was already, for those listening, of course, that's my daughter. Did you know that? Was Danica was already 14. And I told her, hey, you know what? I think, or 15, I think you'd like Kate Bush. You know, you know, she's cool. And, and not to be gender specific, but it's something, it is, it is something that, a young girl could relate to and, 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 and she talks a lot about that kind of stuff. She would be like, I'm not listening to any of your 80s bullshit. Right. Okay, this right. sounds so lame and, ju- and just because you're into it and just because you're trying to get me to get into it is I'm already, I've already, already made up my mind. Right. And that and that's the and, and you know now there is no more app. I sound like some old curmudgeoning Gen X guy, but these millennials, as you know, are the most apathetic people in the world. And it's all about like for us, it was like I was excited to discover the Beatles and Led Zeppelin, and and, and it came the decade or two even two decades before me, right. and was really into that stuff. And I was also into my you know what was mine, right. right? And it is not the case now, okay? All right? At least so I thought before Stranger Things came along, right? Mm -hmm. Because suddenly this whole generation of people, because it has been introduced to them by an entity that they trust. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. It's what they know and what they like. And that's what, so it kind of becomes theirs, right? right? Okay? Yeah. So I went to this party expecting to be and I was one of the oldest people there because it was all young people they were all cosplaying as the different characters Uh but here was what the most unexpected thing happened probably the the second and third most expected thing that happened and this is the thing I I want you to hear the most was and again I thought I'll just have you you know it'll bug me if I don't go and then I, it'll be lame, and I'll just leave. They have to be so cynical, right? Okay? And I get there, and again, nobody was acting like I was like, what is this old guy doing here? Like, I was one of the older, but I didn't necessarily feel too old, okay? Mm-hmm. And then at one point, I didn't even care, because here is what happened. I get down there, and the place is packed, and... Like I said before, when you see people with older people with older interests trying to, to do a gathering, it doesn't have that youthful energy. So when you're there, you're like, yeah, we're doing the thing, but it just kind of feels kind of old, right? Mm-hmm. So it was the energy that these young people were injecting into it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Think about this. This is what this what blew my mind. It blew my mind, and it was the greatest night of my life. I was. This is the greatest party I've ever been to, and here's why. I get there and I'm standing, and I'm like, "Wait, this isn't lame. This is fucking awesome." Because when have you ever been to a party where 
You know how you go, well, you never know the pain of having to rewind or tape your favorite song. When have you ever been to, a, I think we went to a party where people were like, as the song was winding down, everybody was lunging forward in anticipation of what it was going to be, right? Instead of like, well, I can just do whatever I want. I'm a millennial. I can have, I have a Google Assistant. I can do whatever I want on command. You could feel this collective lunging, mm-hmm. Right? And the song would come on, and it was a song that I've heard three times on the way there that has lost any and all actual luster and excitement. And the place exploded. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Because they're not tired of this song, and they've got the youthful energy. And this was their version. Like We felt like we missed out on Woodstock in the 60s, and we want to rock out to the doors and and learn about all that kind of stuff. This has brought that to these people. And here was the second thing that is, it's unreal. I realized, and they did it so smart, on the entire floor to ceiling wall that is the backdrop of House of Blues while the DJ was on stage mm-hmm. they would show like the guy's not over there mixing and scratching and nothing like that he's just playing the song and playing the accompanying video they've never seen MTV oh that's right yeah they've yeah. never seen MTV and they're standing there like this going this is the this is what my fucking dad's talking about this is why he's, they've never seen these videos right. if I were to get Danica, age 15, hey, I want to show you, I want to turn you on to Kate Bush. And the video was cool, too. I ain't watched. What the fuck? Look at how stupid this is. Uh You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I was standing there. I got a beer, and I look around. There's two girls running by in in Scoops Ahoy outfits. There's 11s everywhere. There's the the pizza guy. Right. And then there's guys playing. And again, when, when would you... Like, I never even really... I hate to say that as much as you know, I love the movie Ghostbusters. I mean, I'm an 80s kid, right? It's right. one of my top three films. But I've always kind of thought the theme song, the Ray Parker Jr. thing, was kind of goofy, you know? <laughs> right. I've never can, can say, I've ever, as a child or as an adult, have ever, when that song comes on, I'm going to crank it up and I'm going to fist pump when he goes, who are you going to call? And I'm going to go, Ghostbuster. That, yeah. that would seem a little goofy. Right. Could you imagine how it would seem any goofier to like a current like now? I think you, I think you had you had to be eighteen to be there. It is eighteen and up. Uh-huh, like, you know, of course, right. I was twenty one to drink. But tell me right now, could you picture an eighteen year old? We're talking Parker's age, right? Fist pumping, not sarcastically and ironically, and to make fun of, genuinely enjoying and and with wild abandoned and without a care in the world what anybody thought collectively all going Ghostbusters oh my gosh <laughs> no no okay check this out I, I, I look how everybody is into it there's the video everybody is dancing Every like, like three people decided to dress up they're all dressed in 80s these two girls go by. Look, see, they're in the in the ship's uh, scoops ahoy outfit, and I'm going, "What the? Like, this isn't lame. This is awesome." Okay, and it, and I've got one where when um, when girls just want to have fun came on, mm-hmm. and every girl in there lost their goddamn mind. Okay, and I heard that song three times on, on the way there. Right. Right. Okay, check it out. 
Okay, so um, let me see here. Where is? Let me go to Tricky Kid Media here. I thought I had. I I, I, I wanted you to see that too. So Tricky Kid Two. Let's go there. I thought I had it on. Let's see. Let's go to Growing Up Eighties just for a second here. There's your face right yeah, there. Yeah, there's me. <laughs> and that was see. quite a shock. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we know the Stranger Things thing, and it is, that's all the so the sports collector stuff. And, he's, and he's, so, so you see that the cover of the art, because not only is it going to be the show that we're doing, but it's also it's an accompanying podcast. And that and the cover of the podcast is me holding my Atari. You see? Uh, yeah. How yeah. perfect is that, right? I was yeah. like, well, gosh, what better picture? I've got the I've got the best picture for it. Um, so, okay. So that was before that. That's Stranger Things. I thought that there was, okay, and this is what's so great too. Okay, so check it out. Okay. So we'll get that in a second. Okay. So anyway, so the point is this was... Like, I was watching people, okay, uh, you know, watching MTV for the first time and loving it. Nobody was worrying about being a dork. They were all injecting this great energy. I was going crazy. People were high-fiving me and including me, and, and I was dancing all with them, and I knew all the words, and I was cool because I knew all the words. Not like, oh, my dad's in the minivan. This, never mind him on the, on the way to cheerleader practice. Mm-hmm. It could you have ever imagined that would have happened? No, never, never. And it was, you see what I'm saying? It was the greatest night of my life. I, I was one of the last people to leave. Oh, my God. And I even told the DJ, I go, next time you do this, I, I, I will do this. I will I will be the DJ. I will, I will tell, I'm telling you right now, I will leave it. But, like, the video would come on, and they would just, they would howl, okay? Now, here is... Second to the third last part of this, and I'm going to talk about the party. I'm going to get into this, but here's here's if there's anything you've really heard, and we'll review the Stranger Things experience, and then we'll and then we'll be done. Is this okay? What you've seen tonight from Stranger Things, they've tackled as you saw, like okay, you know the mall. Like let's let let let's let's cut to this just for a second. Stranger Things experience. Okay, you, you've seen. Let's see here. You see this right here. Did you see that little walkthrough thing that I filmed, right? You saw that, right? Mm-hmm. You saw this. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Where I'm coming out of it. Okay, so here we are at Stranger Things, New York City. You can see now we can take some photos and some videos. And check this out, man. Was I really didn't want to... I wouldn't really want to... Because I really wanted to show you this last. But see, see the family video. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and then and then you know the skating rink and the arcade and the upside down and the surfer boy pizza and and all that cool shit, right? Okay, right. Right. so these are all okay, so relics are. of the '80s. Right. But there's one thing that I did not know because I had not seen how they released season four uh, was that they did this thing where they did it in two parts. And I had not yet seen the second part, uh-huh. okay? And not that it got spoiled for me, but it was like, they, they okay, this part I didn't know yet, and, it, and that part was kind of spoiled, but totally fine. They introduce a character in season four that is so completely unexpected, and nobody would get this better from me than you. And... And the whole reason, everything else has been great, but this is the thing I wanted to tell you. Okay. All right. Is this. Is that... They have, again, 
shown you the 80s. They dress as Ghostbusters for Halloween. They're at the mall. They've got the goofy hair. They're at the skating rink. They're listening to Kate Bush. But one thing I did not anticipate and expect, and I certainly didn't expect this, was at one point, Dungeons and Dragons began as, of course, this super nerdy thing. You remember me and Danny McGee mm-hmm. and Jacksonville? You know, we were geeks playing, you know, oh, yeah. Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. Yeah. But I also liked metal. And at some point, Dungeons & Dragons went from being this thing, that this harmless thing that geeks listen, you know, you know play with, to somehow it was kind of taken over by the metalheads. Mm-hmm. But what you don't realize is that there is, in that genre, there are two types. There is the metalheads, like from Crowley, that were actual bad people that were troublemakers, no matter what music they listened to, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had the people that were nerds that just happened to also like metal. We looked metal, uh-huh. but we couldn't be, but we were total nerds, right? right, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so one thing I could not have anticipated with this season as the decade goes on is that in this last part, they introduce a character named Eddie Munson. And Eddie Munson had, is totally fucking metal, okay? He wears the jean jacket with the back patch, just like me, Steve, and Chris. Mm-hmm. And his is of Ronnie James Dio, right? Mm-hmm. Because most of the Dio stuff uh, is influenced by Dungeons and Dragons. All you know, Metallica sings about Metallica stuff, and Slater was about the devil. But you know, Dio was about wizards and dragons and evil women and that kind of shit. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. and w- witches and that you know that, all that fun fantasy shit. Right. And it's so silly to think that people were actually afraid of that stuff. Right. It's so yeah. goofy, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, hang on. I gotta clear the chamber. Oh. Yeah. Hang on. Do that. Okay. All right. Here we go. I got it. Go All right. Now. So anyway, so Eddie starts the Hellfire Club, which is a cool name, and but just like me, he was poor. He lived in a trailer, and so because of that, he was persecuted. In town where if anything went wrong, that's the first door they're going to knock on. Right. 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 Yeah. And I've told you that, that before too. That all that shit that happened with the, you know, not to get serious, but like those, you know, the West Memphis Three. Right. Those yeah. guys were guilty of one thing and they were guilty of being poor. Yeah. They listened to metal mm-hmm. at the height of satanic panic. Mm-hmm. And were interested in Dungeons and Dragons, all harmless shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then something bad happened that had nothing to do with them, and that was the, the and they knew they, they couldn't defend themselves legally and everything else. And that's what I always say. I always say, thank God, nothing like that happened mm-hmm. when we lived in Crowley during that time, right? Because we would have been the first door they knocked on, right? It, 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 it without zero cause, and it wouldn't have mattered. That you know what I'm saying? They would have, you know what I mean? And so during the absolute that now we look back on it. So, but here's what's so funny, okay. So Eddie Munson, so the geeks that you saw, you know, from the show, uh-huh. they're geeks. Eddie is metal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But 
instead of them being separate, they belong. They like Eddie. They belong now to the Hellfire Club because uh-huh. he's the most, he's a little older. He's got the long hair. He's badass. He's like the best dungeon master, right? Uh-huh. And he plays guitar. Right. So they're, these, so they're showing them growing up and evolving, but they're showing the cultural shift that took place where this became, it's the same thing, but society now deemed the same thing wrong. Mm-hmm. And they do it brilliantly and majestically, okay? But, okay, I knew the Eddie character, but what I did not know was this. Okay, they had a cosplay contest at this thing. Uh-huh. And, okay, when I looked like Eddie Munson, I'm going to bring this up on the board, and people that are listening will, will know what Eddie Munson looks like, Okay. And you saw him a little bit earlier. And they, they also kind of made him, you know, I'll, I'll say this. You know, he may not be, you know, he might be a little too pretty. But yeah, in 1988, in an actual Metallica shirt with that, that actual look, it could have been based. I go, this is me at age 14 after an all-nighter of, of Dungeons & Dragons with my friends. Stranger Things Hellfire Club could have easily been based on us. Nerdy but metal as fuck you know what i mean yeah yeah. okay you see right all right but we were so persecuted that we could i couldn't walk to school without adults at 7 30 in the morning yelling stuff out of the car and telling me i was going to hell and calling me a devil worshiper and and telling me i ought to get a fucking haircut right yeah and i was a nice kid i know i know I was a nice kid. I never caused any trouble. I never brought trouble to anyone. I read comic books. I played D&D. I played Nintendo with my friends. I collected baseball cards. I could not have been more of an all-American kind of guy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And sure, what comes with the time, comes with the age, sure, you know, we started smoking pot a little bit, which back then was, I mean, now you can go down to your local store, basically, at CB, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you can... Yeah. You know, everybody is is using marijuana products now. But back then, I might as well have been sacrificing kittens. You know what I mean? And I was never really into that aspect of it either anyway. I just kind of went with the crowd briefly, you know? Anyway, in the show, Eddie is persecuted. All right? Mm -hmm. Just like I was. He Mm -hmm. lives in the trailer, and then all this shit's happening in Hawkins. Mm -hmm. They knock... So they went after this. So I already am in love with this show. Mm -hmm. I'm already so all in. And now they actually land on something that I couldn't relate to any more possible. I lived it. Right. Okay? But one thing I didn't... Looking like that in 1988, I wasn't... The girls weren't digging on it, okay? They were afraid of it. There was a couple girls in our scene, whatever, but I wasn't popular with the ladies looking like that in 1988. I thought okay? you looked pretty cute. <laughs> I, I, I thought so, too. And, and there was a cute girl, few girls that did, too. And, you know, and, uh, and I don't mind telling our listeners that I only got cuter, all right? <laughs> but I could not anticipate this. Watch this. This is from the cosplay contest from the, that party I was telling you about in at 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 House of Blues. And thank God we have, have this we have this visual. Watch this. These two guys come out as Eddie Munson. And it is by far the biggest fool. See see the girl hear the girls screaming? Uh-huh. Did you hear that? Yeah. Girls were mobbing these two. 
Like all the girls are going crazy. Listen to this, this, this scream. And the guy's like, all right, all right, all right. Now, I, I have a longer video, but I don't know why I'm having all these uh, abbreviated ones because I, I know that I, I, have, I have longer ones elsewhere. But you get the point, right? Okay? Right, right. So, and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. Girls weren't screaming like this for me in 1988. I was a disease to these people, okay? <laughs> but what is even crazier than the part that I did not know? On top of that, okay, I knew there was a metal character who plays D&D. Man, that hits home. That is me, uh-huh. okay? Uh-huh. But what am I wearing in that picture that we saw of me? Well, Metallica shirt, yeah. Right, okay? Yeah. All right. So what I didn't realize is just like how Kate Bush saved the character Max mm-hmm. from Vecna in an episode that I have not yet, I had not yet seen. Mm-hmm. Eddie Munson plays his guitar, okay, mm-hmm. and he plays Master of Puppets. Oh my god! From Metallica. Oh my gosh. Okay? Yeah. And that's how he rises from the upside down while playing guitar to Master of Puppets. I can tell you right now, in Crowley, I had my copy of Master of Puppets looking like that, wearing that shirt, and went to our version of Rinko-Rama and begged them to play this, and they wouldn't and refused. And then at one point he kind of gave in and played it so low as not to get in trouble and played like a half a verse and took it out and goes, we don't play that devil shit here, right? Mm-hmm. Every person in this party, would you outside this party, you would think was somebody whose favorite shit would be like Drake, mm-hmm. Rihanna, mm-hmm. Uh, whatever's cool, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, whatever, mm-hmm. like, like right now, okay? And then suddenly after the cosplay contest, the DJ hits play on Master of Puppets, and you have, and just to remind you what the opening line, what, what that opening riff sounds like here. The same people that had just shat their pants over Cindy Lopper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun that were about the age of 19 uh-huh. when this came out in 1986, uh-huh. when they heard bump, 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 I it was like a bomb went off. The they the the energy of those young people exploded. All I could think about was I am finally getting validation after 35 fucking years of being persecuted and i want to be like i didn't want to be only like going i look just like that 30 years ago dude like and when those guys came off stage girls were tearing their fucking jacket off oh my god just you know i mean those guys could have banged anybody in there oh my god okay and i was like first of all where the hell were you in 1988 but finally it was like yes Validation, right? Okay, oh my gosh. 
And so much so that just like how it, and now keep in mind, Metallica does not lend their, their, their stuff to right. anybody. Not movies, not nothing. They, right. did, they did it for, speaking of the West Memphis Three, yeah. during, those documentaries were called Paradise Lost. And since Metallica played a heavy part, but, uh, to bring those kids justice, they allowed it. But you do not see Metallica songs in any movies, okay? Right, right. And so I don't know how that happened. That they that that, that happened. Uh-huh. And after it aired, more so than Journey, more so than Kate Bush, suddenly Master of Puppets is number one in thirty-seven countries. Oh my God! Wow. Okay. And so, so much so that around this time, a few weeks ago, Metallica was headlining Lollapalooza in Chicago in front of like 80,000 people. And they brought out Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie Munson, Uh to play Master of Puppets with them. And 80,000 people that were all teenagers went batshit. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) And I'm thinking... Now, I can't say that this has ever happened before, you know. Now, I know that, you know, some, you know, some young kids and everything, you know, they they like some of the old stuff. Right. And and what they like now, just like you said a while ago, you know. But we weren't sending Led Zeppelin to the top of the fucking charts, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. But I'm I'm saying now, you know, some of them are like that. But... The vehicle that they have here with Stranger Things. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. It, you know, Miles digs it because he's age four. But what if Miles was 15? Right. And I was like, check this out. He's like, oh, you, you know what I mean? But it's it's coming. It's It shows you that if it comes from a place that they, you understand, mm-hmm. that they trust. Not that they don't trust their parents, but it, ha- it has to be filtered through that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. it shows you that the music is like you said they have to own it. You have to. It has to become theirs. This now belongs to them. Right. right you see. Yeah. So check this out. Hey there. I am backstage at Lollapalooza, about to meet the Metallica. You're taller than on the TV. You're kind of I'm a big fan of it. Have been since season one. My kids. And I, it's been a bonding experience for us. Thank you so much for letting us use the track. Please. <laughs> Thanks for doing it justice, by the way. Yeah, you definitely yeah. did. All I was listening to for kind of two years. But it was, yeah, I feel kind of, I feel very connected to you guys. You want to go jam? I'm a bit rusty, so I might need a lesson. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're fine. You got a pick? Use your ears. Want to try this? I'll give you a four count. You know the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Hired, I'd like to uh, make an announcement. Metallica is now a five-piece, guys. But there's more. There's also a Ginsu knife. Ooh. Uh, that's just like the one in the, in the, in the on the show. Oh, what the fuck. Man, there yeah. you go, bro. 
Well, we could sign it and fuck it all up for you. Yeah. Would you mind? Not at all. Hell yeah. Yeah. This will get you in anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He goes, These are the same people. There's 80,000 people there that were just dancing to Katy Perry. Mm -hmm. They don't know anything about Metallica. They don't know any other Metallica song they may have heard in her Sandman, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not Nothing Else Matters or, 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 or uh, Inner Sandman, right? Mm -hmm. Listen to this roar. Okay, of people that were waiting for Master of Puppets. Mm -hmm. All right, watch this. Yeah, which one? Not at all. Wow. And there, and there's the Stranger Things Eddie Munson on, on stage. Look at that. This will get you in anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so I was already. I'm a responsible meat man. I was already all in. Right. right. Before any of that happened. <laughs> right. Right. And now they go and actually and look. And get, let's look at that picture of me one more time. I was Eddie Munson. I know. <laughs> A little cuter, actually. You yes, know, yes. I was—I was a, a good-looking kid, man. Yeah, you, you know, were. you were. And uh, okay, so can you see how long and how much I've been dying to share this with you? How fun is this? <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. Right. And, really and, and cool. look how much fun we've had all day. I know. I know. And this was the main event. <laughs> Very so, cool. very cool. And last but not least, like I said, so I want to say, so there was a couple things here. So anyway, thoughts on that? I love it. <laughs> yeah, not that I well, yeah, well, I probably shouldn't say that, but uh, not that I'll watch the, the series, but I love this this part that you showed me. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that Joseph Quinn guy seems like a pretty cool guy yeah, too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like a nice guy. Yeah. Uh huh. And so okay, and 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 you, and you like to see you love to see that too, right? Okay. Right. So, okay, so while I was in New York, I would, you know, get towards the crap, and I would have, but did you show how much I love this? I would have almost have, I only did it one time when I was a tourist back in 1999 to go to the top of the entire, to go to the top of the Empire State Building, because when you go up there right now, this is what you see. <laughs> you see, they have done a promotional so much so that at the top of the Empire State Building, there's a Stranger Things Season 4 photo op up there. Oh, my God. Okay? Uh -huh. So now we're in the home stretch here that I got it. So I talked about it a little bit earlier about Stranger Things Experience New York City. Now, this is only happening in New York and London. Okay? Mm -hmm. And what, and you'll see why because it, would cost millions of dollars to make this thing. They're not. I mean, it's a promotional tool, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, 
unlike, you know, you said you got the store, you got all the cross-promotional stuff and everything else, this was a freaking theme park. So now to back up a little bit, to take a little bit more, we woke up after that insane experience with with King's X and Paul Schaefer that, that day, right? Mm-hmm. After all that, unloaded everything, went and had drinks with Felicia Collins till 2 o'clock in the morning and collapsed at, back at that shithole on 10th Avenue at like 4 in the morning. And we were supposed to be at Derek Schulman's office in five hours mm-hmm. to set up to interview. I'm not going to say it, but you know who it is yes. on, on the thing there, right? Right, right. And then at 7.30 in the morning, I get an unfortunate text that says he too has to cancel. That means all six interviews fell through. All six. All six. Right? So thank God God the the Paul Schaefer King's X thing actually happened. Right. But even if it hadn't, I'd already had walked the writer's tunnel at the Madison Square Garden. I had already had done the Banksy thing. I had already, you know, did the Beastie Boys thing. I'd already had gone to Atlantic City to the National. I could have gone home happy, okay? And But I was purposely saving this for the last thing I was going to do. When we went to California, despite that Stranger Things thing we did, they went on on vacation. I had to work the whole time. Right, yeah. yeah. This was going to be my vacation day, right? So now we didn't have to worry about who we were going to interview and all of this kind of stuff. I, and I still had meetings and stuff, right? I had a meeting with Derek. I had a meeting with, with another a TV producer. And I still had to get gifts for the kids from FAO Schwartz. Right. I also went to this Star Wars, the fan strike back thing. I did all this in one day. Uh-huh. And so much so that I had to show up late for my meeting with a lightsaber for Miles and Danny that wouldn't fit in my bag. And I told him, I said, next time I will show up on time without intergalactic weapons. <laughs> oh, Lord. Right? Okay. And then the last thing I was going to do, I hadn't gone to Brooklyn this entire time. I was going to make my way out to an area of, of, of uh, outside of Flatbush called Dumbo. And they had turned the Dougal Greenhouse into this thing they were calling the Stranger Things Experience. All right? Mm-hmm. Now I want to show you this. Hang on. Oh. Oh, do I need a... Oh, God, I do. You got a tissue? I'll go get one. Oh, God. I don't want to see. You better hurry. <laughs> I'm at my face just exploded. I was wondering what that was going to happen. Oh, God. And you know what I thought about, too, since it's Sunday? I thought about getting a Sunday paper when I came over. <laughs> and so we could have done the Sunday paper today. Oh, wow. And I forgot to, to get it. Yeah, I forgot it was Sunday. Oh, God. Here, I need it. Oh, God. Oh, God. <coughs> you knew that was coming, right? <coughs> Eventually. Thank you. Okay, I'm glad it happened now. Okay, and thank you for getting me the, the tissue. Okay. You're welcome. Now, okay, <coughs> then we're going to turn Dougal Greenhouse into this thing called the Stranger Things Experience, and the timing that I, that I was going on was what you call... Uh, it wasn't open to the public yet. It was media, again, an influencer thing where I was I was going, you know, for free and, I, and actually technically, I guess, being paid to be there in a sense, right? Okay. 
but it was <coughs> influencer only. The hang on. All right, sorry. Vecna has entered my nose. All right, okay. Now, Vecna is a demon. Okay, all right. Here we go. Um, and I and it was the last showing at nine o'clock, and I and I get off the train, and I don't I don't know this part of Brooklyn ever. Uh, I've never been there before. I went every part of this damn of every borough while I was there. Okay, and so it starts to rain. I can't find it. The GPS, and thank God I happened to run into some people uh, that actually helped me out. And if I had been literally like two minutes later, I would not have. They would not have let me come in. Oh. Okay, and there's they wouldn't let me have video and and pictures during the experience because while you're there, this isn't a store in Grapevine. This isn't standing outside, kind of just you know barely suspending your disbelief. Like the thing with Miles for the Xbox thing. You were in Hawkins Laboratory. You were one of the people living. I was in the Rainbow Room. Do you understand? I was being chased by Demogorgons. I went to the Upside Down. Okay? And this was so unbelievably cool. Um, But I, I said I almost... So here's what's funny. The natural elements of this actually helped it out. Because check it out. I thought this was part of like how like when you're walking to a haunted house, on the way, you're not just gonna pull up and oh that's a haunted house. No, you know a good thirty forty yards before you even get to the haunted house is all spooked out, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought this was, and I realized no, this is just it's normal surroundings. The greenhouse was in the back of all this industrial factory area, and when you're walking, all these industrial pipes are hissing. And I thought it was part of the effect, but it's just a natural thing. And I was the last one there. And I had to walk through all of this of this by myself. And I was scared to death. Okay. Now keep in mind this is not in a once you're in this area, this is you're actually in like a plant. So I, I wasn't on a I wasn't on a public tree or anything. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right? right. So but so check this out. So here's here's a little bit of it. Okay, well, actually I was hoping I, I thought I had so okay, so check this out. I want to get that thing is bugging the shit out of me. So, so to help you let you know that you are following the right way, see these little path things, strange mm-hmm. things, experience. All right. Okay, we talked about cross pollination real fast. I want to tell you this: while I was at the national, uh-huh. I was guess what I got to do? What that? <laughs> Zero Cool had a it, it was introducing Stranger Things four. Like I said, there's everything. There's the Xbox, the video games, the clothes, the pizza. All this kind of shit. Now there's trading cards coming out. And there at the National, they had this thing all decked out from a company called Zero Cool. And, and it's a it's for the forthcoming Stranger Things trading cards, right? And it's all looking like it's in the upside down. And I was one of the first people. The packs aren't even out yet. And I have one. I have one of the packs that they let, you know, and then you, the machine goes crazy and everything else. And you had to stand in line to be able to, to you know, to get one. Mm-hmm. And so there's even trading cards. And I got to that. So how, how about that for cross pollination while I'm at, I'm at the National, right? Right, right? But I thought I had a little bit better video of, of those hissing pipes. This, okay, so that, that's that video we've already have seen. But I, I thought there was something better. But like I said, then you see this on the side of the building. You see? Uh-huh. Stranger Things This Way. 
and then uh, and then I, and then it, and, you, and you walk up and you get to this clearing, and then here's this. We're walking up. Here we go. It's gonna be badass right here. Okay, so you see that, right? Okay. Right. And then, like I said, it wouldn't let me t- take pictures like inside. But like I said, once you're there, it is on. I had a a laminate around my neck that looked like it was like some sort of like badge to get into H and L Hawkins Lab and all that. Uh-huh. And you're hey, you have a wristband, so you have to stay with these people, and they pit you know teams against each other to and also to work together. And they, I mean tickets to this are like a hundred dollars, okay, normally, right? Because wow. it's very involved, and they, they, they turn this multi million thing together for this, right? Uh-huh. And then this guy is trying to, you know, like lead you through it, but not tell you anything about it. He's like in a suit and tie and, and things are starting to make you become suspicious. And you go to another room and then we had to barricade the door and Team Red had to do this, Team Yellow had to do this. And then we're in the yellow, uh, we're in the rainbow room. And this one person was, the person that was leading us was really in the character. And there was this 3D projections where there were spiders all over the place. And then like this Coke can melted. And then we were then now trapped and now getting directions from the actual actors, which it was pre-taped, right? Uh-huh. From the actual actors in this room while the Demogorgons are coming and banging on the door. And this 3D projection, it was terrifying and awesome. <laughs> and then we and then we got sucked down into the Upside Down. And we're in this room. And now we're in the Upside Down. And it, it was just fantastic. <laughs> it was... And then, like I said... And talk about, like, my version of, like, Nirvana, right? Okay, like, my, my version of absolute heaven is this was what was awaiting me at the end. Okay, so here we are at Trigger Things, New York City. You can see now we can take some photos and some videos and check this out, man. You turn the corner, so I want you to see. It's like you... You can leave this thing and you come around the corner and this is what you see. Look at that. It's incredible. <laughs> 80. Stranger Things. Am I in heaven? Yes. It, it, it felt surreal. Oh, yeah. Okay, you get this again. Look. There's the arcade. Here's Surfer Boy Pizza. There's the arcade. Mania. Stranger Things pinball. Oh man, I've been wanting to play this. Here's the Stranger Things pinball machine. The photo booth. They're playing 80s music. Scoops of Boy. They're playing Pat Benatar. Here's the upside down floor. This is the this is the coolest thing ever, man. <laughs> oh look. Pizza. It was inside of, 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 of his van. See? The uh-huh. best part, yo. The Hellfire Club. And, and all of them were all getting Hellfire Club shirts. This is you incredible, see? man. Scoops Ahoy. And the ice cream shop. 
Stranger Things New York City does not disappoint. It's just the shit, man. And see, I've got Miles' you gotta, you gotta do it. Uh, lightsaber. Yeah. And people are like, why does this guy bring a lightsaber to Stranger Things? <laughs> right? And at the very... They, they shouldn't ask. <laughs> right. And at the very end... That's kind of crazy. I, sh- I should definitely have a, a better picture of that, and and I and I do. And at the very end, oh yeah, I'm fixing to say you better have more of that. And at the very end, that's me with a demogorgon. Oh my god! <laughs> and you see see the thing around my, around my neck, uh-huh. the yeah. HLN thing, and all that Hawkins Lab Network, whatever it's called. Right. Okay. Oh my god. And then outside, I took the... It was so funny. I asked this lady to take my picture. And they, for some reason, they were dressed as Mario and Luigi. <laughs> like a mom and like their kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we take a picture. And they thought I want to take a picture with them. And then we're kind of disappointed when I didn't. Oh. And so I said, all right, well, get a, let's get a shot of me. And then now y'all can come in. And then we got that shot together. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You see? Uh-huh. And that is how my New York experience ended. That was the last thing that I did. Oh my gosh! And because I was, I got there at nine. I was in that room, that 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 awesome room right there mm-hmm. for two hours. They had to drag me out of there, I'm right? Sure. Yeah. And uh, and I didn't get back. And there's a forty minute ride back to Brooklyn. I didn't get back to the, the Airbnb till after one. And my flight was at nine, or it was supposed to be at six. And then, of course, it got canceled, and it didn't happen until 9 and then 10 and and on and on and on. Uh, But that was the last thing that I did in New York. That was my little gift to myself after what an insane (laughs) week and all that shit. This was the day after after King's X and all that insanity and all that whatever. This was a gift to myself, and I was truly freaking happy i was in you look happy i was happy i was in my element (laughs) you looked really happy and so that concludes stranger things the phenomenon make sure you're subscribing make sure you're checking it out on uh of course our website tricky-kid.com of course all over social media growing up 80s uh, you definitely want to be part of it. If you want to see what I look like, and I'm not cosplaying as Eddie Munson. I was Eddie Munson, or I should say Eddie Munson uh, was me. Go to growing underscore up 80s on Twitter, and you'll be able to see it. And, of course, we're all over uh, social media. I'm under DJ Tricky Kid under Instagram, and we talked about that that Twitch account. Make sure you're following at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Kid, and you can see the stranger things xbox at work in real time so uh any final thoughts about stranger things for our listeners here i think it's pretty cool actually yeah <laughs> do you are you is there any question why i'm so in love with it no i can, <coughs> I can definitely see why you're in love with it i mean it's all over 80s i mean just <laughs> it's the best and you saw even james you know you saw james from metallica you know right. he was like I've been down since, you know, season one. I have two. I told you at the beginning of the show, I got season one on for $5 because they thought it was a VHS. It wasn't going to, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, yeah, yeah. but so, so anyway, so, so final, any more final thoughts? Oh, no, I thought this was really cool. You know, I've, I've learned a whole lot about it that I didn't know. And yeah, 
<laughs> so you can see why, if nothing else, I wanted to come over and do this with you. Right. There's yeah. no way I could have just told you about it later in passing. It deserved this grand visual. And, and what do you think about the presentation? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals, distributed by iHeartRadio, created and directed by Roy Turner, edited and mastered by Marcus Miller, theme music by The Buck Pets, original score by Jocelyn Hunt, artwork by Antora Sandy, marketing and PR by Francesca Miles. Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week. Thank you.